space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... Incident on the Humphrey, starring Christopher Hastings as Dr. Dewey, Taylor Moore as Tuscaloosa Casket Showroom, Ali Fisher as Charity Mesterfield, Carly Minardo as Scandal, Tim Platt as Gelmir Lysander, Branson Reese as Guy Normal, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. fade in as a Cavalier shuttlecraft, the Humphrey, streaks through space, returning back to the ship from the planet Yanis-2. A breathtaking world, Yanis-2 is known for its starkly different hemispheres, one dominated by ice and snow, the other by lava and fire. A planet with two whole environments? (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) We push into the shuttlecraft and see six Cavalier officers returning from business on Yanis. Dr. Thomas Dewey, the ship's ear, nose, and throat doctor, Tuscaloosa Casket Showroom, attorney in the Cavaliers' Space Advocate General, Charity Mesterfield, daring adventurer, Scandal, Charity's space horse and partner, Gelmir Lysander, intrepid ensign, and Guy Normal, a most typical man. <laughs> Since none of these crewmen are flight certified, we see they are ferried back to the Cavalier by Ensign Jeremy Brightfuture. <laughs> <laughs> Should I call a funeral home now? <laughs> Can't wait to start a long relationship with this guy. Sure, he's a bit young, but Ensign Jeremy makes up for it with enthusiastic optimism and skilled handling of the Humphrey. Don't worry, everyone. I'll have you back to the ship in just about 20 minutes. I wasn't worried. This is very routine. Still, it's nice to be comforted. These words come from Guy Normal. A human man, least unusual. He has a normal haircut, and he's dressed in the standard concilium uniform. He sits facing forward in his chair, nodding when is appropriate. It has been a pleasure to be ferried across the Styx River, the void of space, or back this sort of hyper-warp subliminal light-speed chariot by, by you, Jeremy. Oh, what a pleasure it has been to meet you. I can't wait to do what we've been talking about and hang out this summer with each other. I think I, you and I have just hit it off so wonderfully well. Says a handsome silver fox Tuscaloosa Casket Showroom. 
room. Now, normally you'll see that he's in a sort of a, a, a white suit. What's the name of that fabric called? Linen? Seersucker. Linen? Uh, he's in a white seersucker suit, but now we see that uh, a Tuscaloosa Casket Showroom, normally one of the ship's lawyers, uh, is just sort of relaxing. He's got sort of a short sleeve white linen shirt open. It's buttons open down to his navel, and his skin is pink. Yes, I can't wait to try, what did you call it? Sweet tea? Oh, you simply must have it. I, and you've had unsweetened tea before? Yes. It's oh. very bitter. <laughs> I have had sweet tea and I have had unsweetened tea. My preference is for unsweetened tea, as is mine. Although I do like a sugar lump. You are looking at Jaredith Mesterfield of the Valgraf Mesterfields. Mouse brown hair tied into a tight brown ponytail. Thick bangs. Classic red lipstick. Tan riding pants. Crisp white shirt, riding boots, five foot four. She sits astride, scandal, a horse, a space horse. She has a black coat bespeckled with stars and golden rings of orbiting rock around her ears, ankles, and tail. Sweet tea, not sweet tea, whatever. I just prefer some coffee. And if I want that taste of sweetness you all talking about, then I'll probably have a soda. Gelmir Lysander, 22, tall, lithe, black hair, and a scar on his cheek. He sits like a cool teacher with his legs surrounding the back of the chair, looking back at everyone. Look, I'm glad that we're all having this sort of like vacation vibes. It was, kind of, it was kind of like we all were on vacation down there, right? A vacation can be very fun to take. And he, lo Guy Normal looks at the way Gelmeyer is sitting and says, I wouldn't sit like that. <laughs> That's almost exactly how I'm sitting. I wouldn't sit like that either. Upon a horse? Well, unless I was riding one. Coffee, tea, sit in front. Or back E, that's how we say backwards where I come from. <laughs> well, it's all right with me. I'm so relaxed after I break down on the sauna planet, I think you could just pour me into a mint julep cup. Computer, play spa music. <laughs> Spy? Spa. 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 Like the kind of music you had. What? what no. Spotify? I spent my entire time down there on that planet in the steam baths that occurred at the terminus between the daylight and the night side, where the hot lava turned to ice water and the glacier to steam. Oh, I feel so relaxed. I spent the whole time in the spa. Well, how did you all spend your time? Oh, I think I see what's happening here. Charity, you've misheard Tuscaloosa as saying spy music due to his unique accent, when actually he's saying spa music. Tuscaloosa, would you be so good as to say the word spy? Spy. See, ah. that is why there was confusion. <laughs> I thought he said spy music. When I was young, I watched a comedy routine called Who's On First, and I got so frustrated that I laughed eventually. <laughs> 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 the most normal thing to do, of course. Yes, they they really had me in the palm of their hands. But I'll tell you what, it was hardly a vacation for me. Says an elderly German ear, nose, and throat doctor. That's right, it's me, Dr. Dewey. Even though don't let the shreds fool you, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt just because I like the colors. I was on the planet of ice and fire because I was at the 278th annual meeting of the Galactic Fraternal Order of Ear, Nose, and Throat Doctors. I have ears, a nose, and a throat. Most people and horses do. But this year featured absolutely wild uh, keynotes on cutting-edge research that suggests that hitherto unknown importance of the non-sinus-connected areas of the body, even stuff like brains and hearts and leg bones. 
fascinating stuff, but probably just superstition. That's crazy, man. It's, 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 it's so cool how you like to try to focus in on, like, scientific truth. That's actually kind of why I was on this planet, too. I wanted to go down and finally understand why hot fire is blue. And what did you find out? It's a joke. The fire does it as a joke because it's like, yeah, I'm even hotter, but I look like ice. <laughs> I didn't get it before, but now it sort of makes more sense. The fire is so hot it can't help but get sarcastic about it. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. And I myself was spending time on the temperate equator of that planet. As you know, I've always been fascinated about the middle area between two extremes. I had a very normal time there. That rules, dude. Thank you. Well, I bet you're wondering what we've done. Yes, tell us! Appropriate enthusiasm for the fact that Scandal and I were buying each other little gifts. Yes, a wink. A wink, a wink. I bought a little gift for Scandal. I cannot reveal it yet. And I bought a big gift for Charity, but I can't reveal it yet. Tis not our birthdays yet. I will give it to her on her birthday. And I to you on your birthday. They shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call being prepared. Our birthdays aren't for four months. <laughs> now, Jeremy, why don't you tell us when is your birthday and when's your next one? <laughs> well, uh... My last birthday was space date 2394x.p. Well, it's coming up then. Yeah, but more or less. Yeah, that's very soon. You have any plans? Oh, I don't know. I. Well, it's silly. No, no, come on. Tell us, Jeremy. Well, it it might be silly. He might have some silly plans. We don't know the nature of this man. He might be a little clownish, which would be fine. I love humor. That's okay, Guy Normal. Sometimes people say they're being silly because they're saying something that they really don't think is silly but are afraid of being judged. I'm familiar with that. Oh, okay. I think it might be silly. What are your plans for your birthday and what are your hopes for this new year live? It's coming up so soon. Tell us. You're just a few days away from birthday. Yes, Jeremy. Well... Back home, I used to I used to do something as a fun pastime with my with my family. We called it bowling. Mm. Bowling, bowling. We would we would throw a ball. We would a, roll a, a ball. A bowl. No, a, a ball. A but, bowl. But, but you, would, you were bowling. You would throw this ball. We would throw a ball at a series of pins. You would throw it overhanded. Uh, no, underhanded. Underhanded. A, yes. a child's game. It's easy to learn, but takes a lifetime to master. Ah! Oh, like Othello. I see. So you have They put yet- that right on the board, right yeah. on the box. When you buy Othello, it says, a minute to learn, a lifetime to master. Yes, it's sort of So like- when you say that phrase, I think of the game Othello, one of the games I've played. My favorite game is... Checkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, that sounds wonderful. I'm sure your dreams of becoming a professional bowl baller uh, will come to fruition. I never said I wanted to be a professional. I can't see the twinkle of hope of the future in your eyes, my boy. No, I just, I just hope to be a full-fledged ship pilot. I'd love to steer the Cavalier, you oh, know? Oh, wait. No, wait, Jerry. I didn't know that. You wanted to be a pilot? Yeah. Just... Oh, that's awesome, dude. I really think you have it in you. So do I. I think we should all put in a good word for Jeremy when we get back to the ship. Help him to fast track and become a pilot. He's doing a, an excellent job piloting this very ship that we're on right now. Unless he's taking us away from the Cavalier, which would be hard for us to gauge because we are in space. I can't see most of it. I do trust Jeremy, though. Scandal and I were discussing how exceptional and promising Jeremy's future is. Yes, I agree. Promising, exceptional. One of my favorite things about Jeremy is imagining him as an old man. (laughs) That's pretty normal. (laughs) 
I'm doing it right now to all of you, but I don't like it as much as I like it with Jeremy. I really like imagining Jeremy as an old man. Well, you can't imagine me as an old man, can you? I would be a totally different thing. I'm a horse. It's true. I'm straining. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I can sort of see it. A horse with a little bit of a stoop and, uh, you know, uh, spectacles. <gasps> now I can. Thanks for the assist, Jeremy. Anytime, guy. I yeah. really hope you make it to old age. Oh, what's this? There's a hail. The Humphrey is being contacted by the CSS Cavalier. Hello. Scandal here. Let me. No, no, let the horse senses are found. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to the crazy shuttle where horses answer phones. <laughs> Cavalier, this is Humphrey Actual. Over. This is head security officer backyard pile calling the Humphrey shuttlecraft. We read you. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. Our routine scans for returning shuttlecraft detected something unusual in the Humphrey. We believe that you and the Cavalier might be in incredible danger. The Humphrey's biosensors haven't been updated because the pop-up window that was supposed to remind us to update them was annoying and so we just kept closing it. <laughs> and now they can't be fixed outside of a docking bay. But what we can detect is this. One of you is not who you appear to be. You should have six humans and one space horse aboard, but you most certainly do not. We can't say which of you is fake, but we are certain that there is an alien bad guy, an imposter. <laughs> one of you is a sneaky guy. Now the bad news, I cannot allow you to be boarded and I will not allow you to board the Cavalier. We are at Red Alert Premium. Our full offensive phaser array and every neutron torpedo we have is aimed at you. If you try to dock, or if you try to run, I will compromise the Humphrey to a blow-up end. It's up to you to identify and subdue the sneakums before I can allow you to come home. Lilas, backyard pile. This is what happens when you put rednecks in front of artillery. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeremy? Yeah, yes. Stop, stop the ship. We shouldn't go any further. Uh, Dewey, I don't, I can't stop it. It stopped on its own. The backyard override it. Oh, that's good. Backyard. I was afraid he was going to shoot us. I it's, just wanted to like, that's like, like step van. It's just very difficult to tell in space if a ship is moving forward or not. You see as the shuttlecraft leaves hyperspace. Whoa. Oh, oh, I was wrong. It's really easy to tell when you hit the brakes in space. Wait, I'm sorry. Is this some kind of, like, game? Just because Guy Normal was talking about doing a game before? Like a sort of, uh, you know, uh, in-house uh, detective, like, mystery theater type thing? Uh-huh. A bonding exercise. I prefer to opt into these exercises. As do I. I want to do my best job. I like to sign a release form. And I like to roll with the puncher. So I'm down to play. Just want to make sure it is a game, right? My goodness. I know you all so well, and I must say... Whichever one of you is the imposter, you're doing pretty well. But no, Gelma, if that is your real name, this is not a game. This is deadly serious. The doctor's right. Thank you, Jeremy. I if that is your name. I'll stop doing this once uh, I address each one of you. <laughs> do, you do, do you just want to sort of go one by one just so we get out of your system? Sure. Hey, Dr. Dewey, it's me, Guy Normal. If that is your name. Thank you. Uh, it's me, Charity Mesterfeld. Probably. And I'm Scandal, her horse. Yeah, interesting. I'm Tuscaloosa Casket Showroom Esquire. You know me. I'm I actually, I believe you implicitly. Uh, can you just do me again? I like it when you're accusatory. I'm Gelmeyer. No, you're not. 
Uh, does anyone else suspect Gelmeyer the most immediately? Yes, he really. I'm not trying to turn the group. I just wanted to, to just gauge the temperature because that's absolutely where my mind went. Yes, I think so. I do believe that's a normal response. I only believe in charity. I only believe in scandal. That's nice. There's a closed loop of trust. That's very nice for the two of you. I'm a little jealous of it. Now, wait a second. Let's talk through this and be reasonable. Yes, and I think I can help. I'm sorry for freaking out. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not accuse me out of nowhere, right? I mean, Jeremy, what's going on? Well, I think the only thing that we can be certain about is that the imposter is not me. Oh. I left the shuttlecraft from the Cavalier's space dock and piloted it directly to Yanis 2. The flight logs will confirm that. I didn't even leave the shuttlecraft when I landed on the planet. I should be completely cleared by the Cavalier's bioscanners. Joe, Tuscaloosa is going to go to the computer in the shuttlecraft and access the flight logs and ascertain if that is correct. Uh, you don't have clearance for that. Oh no. Who has the clearance? I'm ship's advocate general. You're telling me I can't do voir dire in the shuttlecraft? Not in a security situation. We are in full stop premium. Well, Ensign, wouldn't you like to show us the logs? Easy proof. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Squeezy. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> but of course, yeah, I'm with Horsey. Show us some flat log, little fella. Very well. If you really need this, I'll do it. He types in on the shuttlecraft computer, and the and the, and the cockpit window becomes like a, a heads-up display. And you see uh, a chart depicting the shuttlecraft departing from the Cavalier, heading to the planet, and then returning and stopping halfway. Where we are? Yeah. Okay. So nothing out of the ordinary? No. Well, this all looks mumboard. But maybe I can help. I suspect that because you all left the Cavalier, and as far as we know, you were yourselves, one of you must have been replaced on Yanis too. Did any of you see each other while you were on the planet? Uh, uh, yes. Scandal and I are inseparable. Except for that one moment where we went into different gift shops. <laughs> so you weren't <Yeah>. inseparable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking of her the whole, the whole time. And I of Scandal. But you weren't with each other. My mind is full of charity. <laughs> oh, my mind never strays far from my precious scandal. But we can't rule either of you out. Dang, shoot. I hope that if somebody replaced Dr. Dewey, he's okay down there. <laughs> what, wouldn't you know? Oh yeah, oh, I'm fine, I'm here. I think we can rule out Dr. Dewey for he cares for Dr. Dewey. <gasps> ah. Well, everyone cares for themselves. Oh, the Kara's paradox. Not the careless. <laughs> there are careless people who don't care for themselves. That's I had true. to do a lot of work to learn how to love myself. I did not, but I know that these people exist. You make a lot of sense to me, Guy Normal. Thank you so much. I got to admit, I'm a little frustrated that it wasn't Jeremy. Jeremy, you understand, I don't want it to be you, but I really want to figure this out. Well, I'm afraid there might be no easy answers here. That's very frustrating, but I understand. Things can't always go my way. I hope we get to the bottom of this. I didn't see any of you down on Yenis. I spent most of my time in the sauna, and I surely, surely would have remembered seeing your, you know, naked or half-naked body sweating out in the lodges and stuff with the steam. But that means that I was also on a loan on a for. Tuscaloosa. Yeah? Do you have any receipts that suggest such spa services? A piece of paper. Yes, a physical piece of paper. <laughs> An email out. confirmation. But see, even there, there's a problem. What? Because if he was replaced, the person who replaced him could also have access to that receipt. Oh, of course, <sighs> if, if I was replaced before I right. paid, because they give you a little bracelet you put on, and then you scan it at the end and everything you got. Where's your bracelet? I, well, I, you have to return it, the locker key. I have an idea. 
So in captain's training, they talk about how the biggest resource you have is the relationships between the crew members themselves. No one can fake being around everyone all the time. I always wondered what they talked about in captain's training. It's crazy. There's a lot. There's a lot of sort of like psychic shit, almost like psycho shit. It's like wow. You sort of have to like. Dom your crew? Yeah, you're sort of like doming your crew sometimes, but like in a nice way? In a nice way, thank god, I was beginning to get worried. I can't believe I'm getting this information for free. The point yes, is- Yes I can, we don't have money anymore. <laughs> the point is, what if we call up people that would know us truly and see how we interact with each other? That way we can tell who's acting weird, or at least whose friends or partners or, or siblings would know they would has an amazing idea, because if it's just us talking here in the ship, we can't cast aspersions on other without those same aspersions being cast on us. Oh no! But how will we do it when we're not allowed to be boarded or bored? Can we call? Jeremy, can we call? Jeremy, yeah. can we call? Jeremy? Jeremy. Jeremy, I Hold everyone, call. everyone calm down. I no. calm down instantly. <laughs> the least normal reaction to being told to call. Uh. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, that was a little frustrating. Jeremy stands. Whoa. And you see a new quality in him you hadn't quite noticed before. <gasps> Jeremy is- A belt. What? You're wearing a belt. <laughs> <laughs> On a jumpsuit with no belt yeah. loops. <laughs> He's- Got a little spark of leadership. Maybe he could one day be that starship pilot. We have to keep level heads. Yes, there may be an imposter in our midst, but we have to stick together and we have to be careful. Jeremy's right. Even if he's the imposter, that's good advice. I'm not the imposter. But I'm just saying, even if you were, that I, would be very helpful for the I, imposter. I to think tell I, us that. And I would thank the imposter for saying that, even though, of course, we're at odds. Do you realize how unproductive that is? What, thanking the imposter? I don't think it's unproductive to be a polite person. Well, if we knew who the imposter was, we wouldn't thank him, but we don't know, so we have to thank everyone in the turn. Who do you want to call? My mom. Oh, I, I can try. I can try and reach out over Dom space. That would be interesting. I've never called a horse's mother. All right, uh, and what planet is your mother on? Barakar. Okay, I'll put in a call to, and her name? Mommy. <laughs> it's like an ant queen that just like lays millions of eggs. <laughs> a horse head on a giant white belly <laughs> in a cave squirting out horses. Happy as a fucking plant. Oh my god, they bring her ever. cubes and yeah, carrots. Oh my god. I need ice cream and pickles. <laughs> Being a mother is a full-time job. <laughs> Cavalier, this is Humphrey Actual. Humphrey Actual. This is Backyard Pile. Your communications have been severed. This is a pre-recorded message. We cannot allow the imposter to call for aid. And of course, we cannot allow the imposter to engage in social engineering attacks on either myself or civilians. I'm afraid, in this case, one man, the Humphrey, is an island. A locked door mystery. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, almost exciting if it weren't so dangerous. <gasps> Tuscaloosa. Hear Scandal and Charity say that. His eyes go wide and he runs to the security panel, rips the panel open, oh, and no. grabs a Vaser rifle out of it, and backs, puts his back in the corner and aims the Vaser at everyone else. Oh, uh, hey, now, hey, now I believe Tuscaloosa oh. is the imposter. Everybody calm down, everybody calm down now. Listen, in the back of my head, I was hoping, hope against hope, perhaps the imposter was peaceful. Perhaps the imposter had no ill will against us. Maybe this whole rigmarole was for nothing at all. But the fact that the imposter is an imposter, that they would engage as the first act of interaction with us, an act of deceit, means that their intention must be malevolent. We should protect ourselves. The imposter could strike at any time. And of course, I trust you all so much, the imposter would have the drop on me surely. 
Okay, well, you're the first one to grab a gun, so yeah, maybe you should chill out. Maybe you're the imposter. I'm chill. You've got to admit, Tuscaloosa, if you're the imposter, you grabbed a gun, putting us in quite a pickle. If I'm the imposter, why haven't I fired upon you already? That's a very good point. I no longer believe you're the imposter. I love you. <laughs> the lights go out. Oh no! no. Any of us can be the imposter now! Tuscaloosa, make a lasers roll. Fuck, 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 fuck! A success! Yeah, I got my number. You got your number? Yes, yes, Oh shit, do you want to ask me a question? Oh, question. Okay, fuck! Um... You can ask and I can tell Taylor alone. You could ask him a math question on mic and he has to answer. (laughs) We can, we can, we can, Taylor, Taylor, we can leave the booth and you can ask me a question. That's like, that's like werewolf rules. Oh my God. Like you can be like, like, we are leaving the booth. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. And then I'll decide if I tell the rest of the gang. I love this. Wow. That's weird that Tuscaloosa just powered down, but the rest of us are still standing around. Oh wait, it's the dark. I wouldn't know that. (laughs) You can see scandal stars though. I can see everyone's eyeballs. The lights come back up. <laughs> Tuscaloosa, the gun has been knocked out of your hands. <gasps> Jeremy Brightfuture is attempting to restrain you, but you're able with lawyer-like agility. <laughs> Reto- my, my rhetorical agility is translated into a, 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 a preternatural alacrity. You managed to break free. <laughs> what are you doing, Jeremy? No guns. You're Give only- me that gun. I know who the imposter is. You're lighting a powder keg. Hang on. What do you mean? Look, simple. Maybe, perhaps my lawyer mind raced there before anybody else's, but it's plain as day. If you're an imposter trying to get on the Cavalier, who do you want to impost? Who has the most power? Someone on the leadership track. Zoss. Camera zooms and whip pans to Gelmer. Okay, come on. No, no, no. I never liked Gelmeyer. I don't think I even met him. Oh, I liked Gelmeyer fine, but this is very disappointing. So we call him Gelmar too, then. We agree. This is ridiculous. He's, he's got more power than I do. He's a fucking lawyer. He represents everyone on the ship. I'm a servant of the people, motherfucker. Oh, wow. <laughs> also, question. Is it okay for me to keep a hold of my saber? And Dewey pats his uh, his scabbard that he keeps on his belt. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Hey, one has to defend oneself in these strange situations. <laughs> Don't let Gelma get the gun. Hey, uh, Gelmar raises his hand. Jeremy grabs the gun. <laughs> I'm the only one handling this gun right now. Look. I, I will prove to you that I am not the, uh, what, the secret guy? Whatever. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for hitting that. Wow. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, my God. Gelmir takes off his shirt. I've got nothing on me. Oh, horrible. No, Gilmer's ripped. Does he have a belly button? Gilmer, do you have a belly button? The real Gilmer? <gasps> Tim, what, what do you mean? <laughs> Tim, do you- Tim? Do, 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 Tim? Do we, do we see Tim, a belly button? Do, do, do. Yeah, 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 he's got a belly button. Scandal, there used to be an umbilical cord there. Uh, Scandal gets spooked by Gilmer's chest. She rears up on her hind legs and extends her right rear hoof, which reveals her gun. She has a pistol in her right rear hook. Can, she's standing. Can, oh no! Can everyone please put their weapons down? Put that, your weapon down, your shirt! Jeremy points his vaser rifle at Scandal. Huh? <gasps> Not my Scandal! And Charity climbs from the front, from the back. 
to the front of Scandal and sort of like spiders up, you know, like in front of her. I put my hand up like a gun, just like holding my fingers in the position of a gun. And I'm just sort of, I'm not trying to draw attention to myself, but just in case I want to be in the position. Okay, look, <laughs> g- g- look, I'll put my guns uh-huh. down. He lowers his biceps. If everyone else does. Can you put your shirt back on? I mean, does anyone want to take a Okay, yeah, sure. Um, Gelmir puts uh, his shirt back on. <sighs> just to prove to you guys that there's nothing on me and you're the ones who's pointing weapons at everyone. Everyone needs to put their weapons away. You're the one holding the biggest gun, Jim. I'm the only one here that knows who they are. But wait a second. I know who I am. My word is as good as yours, Jeremy. But I've been corroborated. He's got logs, man. By the logs? I just don't know that I totally buy that, to be absolutely honest with you guys. Maybe it's that I don't totally understand the logs, and that might be the case of what's happening here, but that just seems to be the log for the ship. That doesn't prove you could have left the ship, right? What, What are you suggesting, Guy? Are you suggesting that someone could have teleported into the shuttlecraft while it was en route, done something terrible to the real Jeremy Bright future, and then teleported his body away? Well, I'm saying that now. Earlier, I was saying something slightly dumber. Your thing makes more sense. Yeah, oh, now no. I'm saying that. Oh, Jeremy, hey, everyone, Jeremy, I've got a question. That yeah. birthday party you were talking about at the bowling alley, was there normal lighting in that scenario? I didn't say anything about a bowling alley, Gelmer. Well, that's where bowling happens. What kind of lighting were you But wait a second, Gelmeyer. When he talked about bowling earlier, all of us were confounded by it. Bowling went extinct for some reason in the past, and so none of us knew about bowling, but you knew that it happens in an alley. Why? Wait a second, Guy Normal. How did you know that bowling went extinct in the past? Well, because I just used context clues. None of us knew what bowling was, so I assumed it was a past thing. Maybe it's from the future and Jeremy's from the future. That could have happened too. I still don't know how bowls enter into the equation at all. I wanted to give him the opportunity to explain himself. I would never rob any of you of the opportunity to explain yourself. But that doesn't explain anything at all, Gelmeyer. How did you know what a bowling alley was and that that's where bowling happened? Look, I read books. I know, I know, I know you guys all think of me as a fucking idiot, but since I am- No, I don't. I think of you as quite intelligent. You're just silly. Thank you, man. I, I, yeah, I guess I do have a silly streak, but uh, So you've read bowling books? Name one bowling book you've read. Why are we hung up on the bowling thing when Jeremy basically just said someone could have teleported onto the ship and replaced him? I agree. Uh, Scandal, I think Jeremy needs to show us those flight logs and let us see them for ourselves. I'm looking at Scandal because Scandal's got a gun. (laughs) Scandal nods. Fine, do whatever you want. All right, Tuscaloosa goes over and accesses all the logs. Yeah, yeah, great. Fail, I'm assuming... It's a laser's roll. Uh, yes, it's a laser's roll. I, fa- I fail miserably. Oh, it's all Greek to me. It ain't no hit of fours or their wise. Let me try. And Scandal uh, clickety-clacks her hooves on a keyboard. And Charity, uh, you know, she's back on her back. And to answer your question, chicken soup for the bowl. Jesus Christ. That's, That's the book I read about That's bowling. Scandal, can you make a laser's roll to see if you can interpret the logs? Yes. Success. Great. You determined that the flight log that... Jeremy presented to you is accurate and there's no record of any teleportation into or out of the vessel. Everyone listen! I can read now! Ha ha ha! Mops my scandal! And if the imposter was able to finagle our computer and teleporters, they wouldn't need to be an imposter at all. I think we can safely say Jeremy is the same Jeremy we've always known. This is a relief. I've always been a fan of Jeremy. Jeremy, I like you. Wait a second. And I don't want this to be true, but I do think we should address this. Scandal knows how to use the computers. A lot of us don't know how to use the computers. Scandal might have just messed with something on the computers to make it look like nobody beamed aboard. And Scandal did bring a gun of her own onto the ship. 
Scandal always has that gun. I always have a gun. You My mom. She always has a gun. Yes. Yes. So you knew you'd always be protected. Tuscaloosa, you said you were with Horsey. What? What, cha what changed? You said you were with Horsey. You said you were with me. Listen, I don't know what to believe. I'm not sure what's going on anymore. I'm also very confused. Wait, I trust Tuscaloosa a lot now. I have to say this, so look. Cherry knows that Scandal always has a gun, so she could have been taken over knowing that she would never have to defend herself because her friend, who isn't the imposter... I'm her horse. Are you fr But you're friends, right? Like, there's something more than just horse and rider. Are you two in love? What? Are you two in love? We there seems to be something romantic about your relationship, and if there's not, that's totally fine, but if there is, right on. We transcend romance. Yes. And sometimes dip upon it. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're the imposter, that's beautiful that you sometimes dip upon it. <laughs> if only there was someone on this ship who had intimately examined each one of your nasal passages, something that no imposter could fake. But Dr. Dewar, yeah? I was under the impression that all biped carbon-based nasal cavities are the same. Oh no! Every single one is as unique as a footprint, as a stand of DNA, if you believe such a thing exists. <laughs> Normally, I would never trust a man who would willingly violate HIPAA, but for this one occasion, I suppose we can allow it. Oh yeah, I've given you all the exams before you came on board the cavalier to make sure all your ears, nose, and throat holes were worthy of the stresses of space. Wait a second. Who will investigate Dr. Dewey's naval passage? Oh, I guess I'll teach someone how to do it. I know. In order to determine who will investigate Dr. Dewey, we must draw straws. Okay, Gemmer takes out a pen and paper and starts drawing a straw. Gelmeyer! Jesus Christ! <laughs> what? This Kill what him! I, this Kill is, him! This is what I mean! Shoot! <laughs> See, Gelmeyer, this is what we were talking about. You're very intelligent, but you're so goofy that that obfuscates it. <laughs> Normal word. Nice. Obfuscates? Yeah. It is. I know, I know. Whoa, hey, don't get dark guy normal on me. No, I off camera stopped being dark guy normal. <laughs> <laughs> I took a long shower and came out good again. <laughs> Tuscaloosa turns around and he's got six strands of fiber optic cable poking out the top of his closed fist. We'll simply each choose one, and whoever's left with the shortest straw will be the one to examine Dr. Dewey. Listener, I, the actor, eh, kind of a multi-hyphenate, Taylor, have dancer. actually got, have actually got um, a fistful of actual wires that I have cut. Oh, wow. Old iPhone charger. And I have in my hand them. Uh, does everyone understand how the rules work? We... We Pick, all we pull one, one out of your hand, Ooh. and the shortest one has to investigate. Dr. Dewey's nasal cavity. Correct. And I'll do the rest of you. All right. No, no, wait. Do we want to pull one at a time individually? Yes. I'll go first. Guy Normal is pulling one of the cords from your hand. I've pulled a cord out of your hand. I have no way of knowing if it's the longest or shortest, because it's the first one. I, the GM of the game, will also pull a cord. Jeremy. Jeremy. Scandal will pull a cord with her teeth. Let it go. Pull harder. I don't want to bite you. <laughs> All right, now so far... So far we've got three cords, one of which is much shorter than the others. <laughs> I'm holding that one. We should keep pulling cords, though. Yes, we should. Gelmer? Gelmir, played by Tim Platt, who pulls the cord 
And Tim Platt will tell you that Gelmire holds a, a normal size, big, long cord. Thanks, Tim. No problem, Gelmire. I'm your steward. Oh my God. <laughs> Charity trusts Allie Fisher to pull her cord. Yunk. Great. It's long. Now, Tuscaloosa, open your fist. If your cord is also short, there's been a mistake and we need to start over. Oh, God, normal. If it's shorter than yours, I will be the one to inspect Dr. Dewey. That's fine with me. I trust the game. It is a long cord. Guy Normal has been chosen to inspect Dr. Dewey's natal passage. So, before you all joined uh, the, the Cavalier, you were inspected by me. And if there are any strange differences that even the most thorough impersonator could miss, it would be inside of your nasal passages. And I would see where the differences lie. So I'll just take a look up there, each one of your noses, and I'll know if it's the real you or not. Same as if I were looking at your face. Doctor, you are so intimately familiar with each of our nasal passages out of all of the hundreds of crew members of the ship that you're confident that you could spot a fake? Yes, just like how Jesus Christ knew each one of us in the womb. Uh... <laughs> Good. But wait, Guy Normal should probably check him first because if he is the imposter, then he'll have the opportunity to tell, to tell all of us so... One of us is the imposter without anyone being able to confirm. But what but if I'm the imposter? Then I, I could just make up a lie about Dr. Thomas Dewey. Also, none of you know what my nasal passages look like. It's true. It'll be my first time looking around in there, damn it. But <laughs> you still might be able to find something odd or unusual. Like a little bell. Or a zipper. I don't know. I'm beginning to think that this whole system will... This whole system will... Gelmeyer, why are you so eager for nobody to investigate anybody's nasal? I just think that you should probably test his first because then we put all of our eggs in that basket. But what if I'm the imposter? Then I could lie. I would hate that. Eggs in a basket? I've never heard of such a thing. Why would someone keep eggs in a basket? Will someone read books about the 19th century? Eggs go in refrigerator. Yeah, America was right about putting eggs in refrigerators. I've only read one book about the 19th century. Guns of August? Yes! Wow! What a guess! It's a wonderful book. I've mostly forgotten it. I read a book about every century. All right, do me, Dewey. <laughs> oh, fast. And just see if there's anything weird on there. Okay, Dr. Thomas Dewey, I'm going to go first. Now, everyone, you just need to trust that I'm not going to lie. We just have to rely on each other, unfortunately. We're at each other's mercy, and we have to just tell the truth as best we can. I'm going to be honest as I look around in your nose. Okay, go for it. Oh, there's boogers and stuff in there. <gasps> I'm looking around, it's it's reddish. It gets really dark the further in I go. Mm-hmm, that's classic notes. And there's environmental graffiti? Oh, now, I can explain. <gasps> that I can explain that. All eyes turn to Dr. Dewey. No, no, this, this is, okay. Here's the thing, right? I was at a conference for ear, nose, and stroke doctors, and it, that checks out due to your job. It's pretty typical that when things get a little crazy at night, that we all try our hand at the tiny artistry of graffitiing each other's nasal passages, putting our signature and our cool drawings of, of weird-looking Sonic the Hedgehogs and SpongeBob SquarePants, but high inside of our cell, of our body. So, actually, if, if you could tell me what it says... His story checks out. It's a drawing of SpongeBob, but his eyes are red, and it says, Who lives in a pineapple under the weed? That's right. And that was my dear colleague, uh, 
Dr. Feller. <laughs> Very low brow. Classless. You know, we got to let... We're so pent up all the time. Being an ear, nose, and throat doctor is serious, dignified business. This is the only way we know to let our hair down, as it were, and keep it secret, deep within our nasal cavity. All right, doctor, now you gotta do Gelma. Very well, Gelma. All right. Let's take a look in there. Suspicions are high as all eyes turn to Gelmer's nasal cavity. You said it, Tuscaloosa. I'm looking right at that guy and I don't trust him. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And I'm not that strong. I'm a little strong. Now, the thing about Gelmer's nasal patches that I can remember is that that cool scar that goes down his cheek is inverted on the inside of the cheek. And if I just tuck my little, um... My endoscope around the corner and... <gasps> Gelma, you have the nasal passages of a pristine five-year-old boy. What is the explanation for this? Explain yourself. There is no scar. Look, him. I didn't want to tell you all this because I knew you were all going to make fun of me, but... Confess! When I was looking at blue fire, I burned my nose off. I tried to smell the fire because I thought maybe that's what made it blue. Turns out my no my whole nose was up in flame. But wait a second, I'm looking at your nose now. It's as plain as the nose on your face. Yes, yes, I too see a nose. And I don't see any scarring. Your story doesn't check out, Gelmeyer, and we're becoming agitated as a result. That's because Yenis is not only the the planet of two stuff, but also the planet of two faces. They got a bunch of face memorabilia there all the time. It was easy to buy a new nose. You got a replacement face and you kept your scar? No, I got a replacement nose, silly. Listen for a second. I guess I was being a little silly. I let my emotions get the best of me. I'll try not to let that happen again, but I'm suspicious of everyone. It might happen. Ah! My nose burned off, so I bought a new one. Please don't tell Meredith. Why not? Don't you love each other? She should have access to that information. A liar! Don't you trust her? Liar. Aren't there enough uh, secrets already on this shuttle? Liar! What is she like? What is Meredith like? I'm just curious. She's amazing. We don't have any time for this. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I wanted to hear about Meredith. I did too. She sounds extraordinary. Luminous. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? The horse! The horse brought a gun upon the ship. Scanned on a space horse. I have to admit, that is a little suspicious. I a bring, horse with a gun. I bring my gun everywhere. I'm a secret agent. Making you a perfect target for an imposter who wants to come aboard a ship with a weapon in hand. Wait a second, you're a secret agent? Yes. Well, wait. You, well oh wait, we're done here. No, this is known. We both are. We're both secret agents on behalf of the ship. We you're are secret your, agents and that's known? Secret agents. And, yes, I'm sorry, but you're not very good secret agents. No, no, everyone on the Cavalier knows. You're all in on it. We were hired for reconnaissance missions. Wait, in there's fact, a lot of silly dummies on the ship. I don't know if they should have access to that information. in that horse's nose. Yes, because... I remember whenever I checked this horse into the Cavalier, I personally inspected her hidden certificate of official spying business, which she keeps tucked way up in those horse nostrils. Let me just take a look here and... Was oh. it the right one or the left one? I don't see it. It must be the other one. Your spy certificate is missing! Keep looking for it, Doctor. It's up there. I don't think so. I'm way up there. This is highly irregular. How might you have lost your certificate proving that you are 
A trustworthy spy? Scandal, you better have a good explanation or I will become cross. Oh, of course I have an explanation. Scandal. I was buying a fragrance for my dear friend Charity. Someone <gasps> sprayed the wrong fragrance. It had geranium. I was allergic and I sneezed. I must have sneezed the certificate right out of my nostril. If you actually bought that fragrance, then... Show it to us. I didn't, oh! I didn't buy geranium. I couldn't. I was allergic. No, show the fragrance that you say you're going to buy. I know you're saving it for the birthday, but I think now is a little more important. No, the horse's story checks out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only work email I received while I was in the third of my eight hot tubs on the hot tub D. <laughs> A Concilium secret agent certificate was discovered in a fragrance store, and we had to initiate some uh, diplomacy to retrieve it. And, of course, they contacted me for legal advice on the process, et cetera, et cetera, ad hoc and propter hoc. So that story checks out. Scandal. And Scandal, rest easy, your certificate was found and returned to the Cavalier. Thank goodness! Now, I do trust both of you, but we should be aware this could just be a closed loop. This could be two imposters working together. Just something to be aware of. Two imposters? How do you know Tuscaloosa? You're not, you, you are not required to answer that question, Scandal. <laughs> I'm on the ship. Are you him. representing the horse? I represent all of you. Jeremy, 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 a few seconds ago, <laughs> you said two angels. imposters yeah. to me and I didn't say anything. My answer should have been yes. I think there might be two imposters. I hope there aren't, but if there are, they could work together. Just something to be aware of. But the scanner said only one imposter. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> but what if the scanner's an imposter? <gasps> <gasps> That's pretty strange. <laughs> that, seems, that seems unlikely, but I am much calmer not due to your remembering that there was only one and also due to the spa music that we've had going. Charity, I, I got to say, you're in first place for me. <gasps> Doctor. Oh, oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, no, for, for innocence. <laughs> oh. You're in first place for innocence. You're in last place for guilt. That's my charity. Well, then <gasps> let's prove it. Let's look at her nostrils. Okay. Now, as I remember, Charity has magnificent nasal passages, which allow for up to 25% more oxygen to pass into her body. It's a good thing, and everyone should do it. She has a nose like a hawk's beak. So I'll just take a look right here, and... Yeah, still good. Oh. Yep, totally normal. No differences found whatsoever. But wait a minute! <gasps> oh! There was so much hot steam on that planet, and then cold! Your nasal passages, just like all of us, should have been constricting, expanding, constricting, expanding. You should be as swollen up as any of us. Well, no, you see. Charity, you're in second place now. It's due to the <laughs> gift that I bought for Scandal. Oh, geez, a gift Lord. for me! Yes. I, oh, Charity. I went to the Dip It in Peanut Butter store. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you understand? They'll dip anything in peanut butter. <laughs> I brought several of Scandal's favorite foods. Carrots, beef, beef. <laughs> a, a medley of peas. And I said... <laughs> a medley. <laughs> a medley. I can't choose just one. <laughs> These peas are also similar. If only I had a medley. <laughs> Sweet snow snap. <laughs> a little bit of my bay. <laughs> and I said, is your peanut butter really high quality? Sort of a backwater peanut butter place. Hmm. <laughs> God. <laughs> and they said, would you like to see the manager? And I said, yes. And the manager brought me back into a fancy room where they steam your nostrils. 
so that you can smell better. And I smelled the quality. A humidifier room. Mm -hmm. I've been in many. No, that's good. You, you took care of your nasal care. I wish more of you would. So my nose is exactly as it should be. Okay, great. I'm sorry I spoiled your gift. It's okay, I'm sorry I spoiled yours. Let's put them both in the freezer and forget about it for four months. <laughs> ah, they high hoof. <laughs> All right, who wants me to get in there next? You should look into my nose. Fair's fair. Okay. And Dr. Dewey uh, takes a glance and then recoils in horror. <gasps> no! Oh no, what's wrong with my nose? Jeremy, shoot! Everything. Wait, Jeremy, before you shoot and kill me, I'd like to hear what Dr. Thomas Dewey has to say. All right, but... Get there quick, counselor. Let's hope it's good. It's not normal in there at all. <gasps> Wait, what? It is in fact abnormal. <gasps> shoot, shoot it! This is making me think I might be the imposter. Yes, I, I think so. And Dr. Dewey like like starts to stand backward with his hand on his saber. Wait a second. A number of things happened to me down on Yanis too. Could you tell me what's going on with my nose before I'm just killed unceremoniously? It's just fucking weird, man. That's my medical diagnosis for you. Doctor, you gotta be specific lest we suspect you. Okay, well, like, um, you know, usually, uh, so, like, you have two nose holes, and so that goes, like, way back, and then there's a whole bunch of interconnected holes that also connect uh, to, like, you know, your throat, which goes out your mouth, and um, some holes that go out through your ears. Yeah. You don't have that at all. I don't have that at all? No. What My do you mean? God. I mean, like, it go, it just stops. It just stops? Yeah. Wait a second. When I was down on Yanis 2, I was exploring the equator, which is neither glacial nor lava. That's where most of the population lives, as you can imagine, because they don't want to freeze to death or burn up in the lava. Of course. And so, because there were many people there, there was a lot of cities and a lot of people walking around. One of the people approached me and said, hey, would you like to try something called cocaine too? I said, <laughs> I said, I am on vacation and it's fine to do hard drugs on vacation. That's like a normal and fine thing to do, especially in your 20s. In your early 20s, you put, just snort whatever the fuck up and just see what happens. And sometimes you will just come to an hour later in traffic and everyone's honking at you. And it sounds funny now, but it was scary at the time when it happened. And that happened to me when I was down there. That might explain what's going on inside of my head. He said it might block up all of your passages, but for weird drug reasons, you won't die. Do you think that's what it is? There's absolutely no way a person could come up with that kind of story on the spot. That's true. It would have to be pulled from their real life, unfortunately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. That's everybody. Well, not me. Oh, we got to do Jeremy, oh. of course. You've been swearing up and down on and sideways that you never left the ship. Why, now you want to be tested? Before we get into this, Jeremy, I gotta say, if you are the imposter, you have had access to a gun for a lot of the time here, and you haven't killed us. And so if you are the imposter, I really appreciate your tact. Bad job. <laughs> yes, you've done a bad job being the imposter, well, which I appreciate. In a way, thank you. Doctor? Here we go. <gasps> oh. oh. Listener Joe just walked out with Chris, and they're both grinning like children on Easter morning. <laughs> Happy that Christ has risen. 
Yeah, they're from a, a pre like candy picture. and eggs time. Right. Yes, yeah. yes, they're biblical children. Yeah. Well, they, so what they used to do with kids, <laughs> listeners, what they used to do with kids is on Good Friday they would tell the kids they would wake them up, oh no, Christ has died, and the kids would have a terrible two days thinking that Christ was dead, and then on Easter morning they would say Christ is risen, and the children would be calm, but mischievous oh. because then came the pranks. Yes. <laughs> the Easter pranks. And that's why we started doing the basket, because the pranks got out of hand. Yes. We lost a lot of presidents that way. <laughs> a lot. You remember there was a rash Wait, of like... Sh- quiet. They're back. Oh, okay. <gasps> okay, here we go. And uh, same endoscope as usual. He wipes it off on the sleeve of his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crusty oh. with stuff he's wiped. Nice. And uh, lights it up and, and sticks it into Jeremy Bright Future's nose. Let's see here. Okay, this is looking pretty good. You got some hair, you got some pukas, and uh, it's all sounding normal to me. Gosh, you know what has just struck me? What's that, Doctor? I don't actually remember doing an intake inspection of a of a Jeremy Bright future. Are you sure? Yes, and and he, and he kind of cranes that thing around in his skull, and he goes, and in fact, why this nasal passage looks awfully similar to um a fella that I once inspected, a uh. A Jeremy Doc Past. Oh, Spy Master Doc Past. Yeah, 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 yeah. A Spy Master. Oh, it's you. Ah! Jeremy, you're in first place for me, bad version. He's got the gun. The gun. We have to stop Jeremy. I believe Jeremy to be the imposter. Get him. Uh, Wait. No. And I charge Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) That does nothing to convince me. Uh, Guy, make a lasers roll. You got it. My number is a three, and I rolled a five. Jeremy, uh-oh. Jeremy uses your momentum against you and deftly throws you down into a combat hole. Ah, my momentum! Once my ally, now my enemy. <laughs> Ouch! When this happens, Jeremy's left eye pops out. <gasps> oh, it God, rolls okay. to the floor, a prosthetic. Bros! From his back pocket, he removes an eye patch and places it on his head. Oh. I've seen all I need to see. You are the imposter. Big time. Get him! He used my momentum against me! Scandal! I'm no imposter. You just... I'm on the clock! I am Jeremy Darkpast, spymaster of the Cavalier. Yeah, he works for the Cavalier. Why don't any of us recognize you? Or perhaps you all do and you're pretending. Am I the only one who's not an imposter on this damn shuttlecraft? We should kill Tuscaloosa just to be safe. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Scandal rears up again and she's pointing her gun at... Jeremy. Before the shuttlecraft left for Janus 2, there was increased chatter that perhaps undercover agents were attempting to board the Cavalier. So I was sent as the pilot to suss out the imposter. This is all a little too convenient. Gelmir walks up to him and said with hands up, look, you have to admit this is crazy. If you just say you're the imposter, then then we'll all be able to go back. And if this, <gasps> if your whole secret adventure is what you say it is, then they'll let you free. Of right? course, he's using very little momentum. What a perfect gambit, Gelmeyer. You really are leadership material. Thanks, man. I've really been working on. But I'm don't still you on the ground? But don't you understand? I'm here on the orders of Backyard Pile. He knew my true identity. No, no, no. That's again too convenient. We'll go in and we'll we'll tie your your hands behind your back and then he'll have to see that you're the one. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, Charity and Scandal, you're both secret agents of the ship. There's only one imposter. So if both of you can verify that this young man is actually the spy master of the Cavalier, well, then we'll have to believe it's correct. How will they verify that? I just don't know. My back hurts so bad. Saying it. Oh, of course. (laughs) 
Well, up to this point, we've been forced to deny any recognition of him for obvious spy reasons. But your damn life depends on it, Scandal. God bless you. Thank you. Yes, this is our spy master. I'd recognize him anywhere. Jeremy Darkpast. Jeremy Darkpast. Were we not trusted with this mission? I must admit I'm a little disappointed. A bit shook. We believe the agents who attempted to board the Cavalier. You will use any means necessary. No precaution could be too great. No, no, no. I'm sorry. This is all too convenient. All right? Somehow you have manipulated these two secret agents on the ship to make us all believe that you are just a normal guy. No offense, guy normal. Actually, a little bit of offense is taken there. You keep doing this. You keep saying everything is too convenient. But the most convenient thing of all is you're the only one saying it. I vote we kill Gelmeyer just to be safe. Although it breaks my heart. I was somewhat fond of you. I was also fond of him, but I agree. Let's at least tie him up. No, wait, wait, wait. You're all turning on me now once this guy just took on a fucking evil iPad? Wait. Yes, Tuscaloosa leaps at Gelmer and tries to restrain him. Wait, don't hurt him. Okay, uh, make a lasers roll. Fuck! I fucked. No, Tuscaloosa's not. Yeah, he's not a fighter. <laughs> now, if he was a brief, I could wrangle him in front of a jury. My commandage. But okay. no, Gelmer's c- command training just like Im- easily evades Tuscaloosa's attack. Um, 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 as Tuscaloosa d- uh, dives at Gelmir, Gelmir evades, grabbing the back of, of Tuscaloosa's head, pulling his head back, and then placing his elbow right at Tuscaloosa's Adam's apple. You see? You see everyone? He's trying to kill me right now! This is a guy help! Been, help! He's been trying to kill me this whole time! He he first pointed the gun at me. And then the lights go out again. Ah! Hi, listeners. It's me, Joe Lepore, GM and producer of Oh These, Those Stars of Space. But what I am the most today is sorry. I have so much to apologize for, but where to begin? Well, from the day we launched These, Those, alongside it, we have also launched a Patreon page. That's right, a special web page at www.patreon.com slash oh these those stars of space link in the episode notes where for the low low price of five dollars a month you get access to a bonus full episode of oh these those stars of space each and every month a whole separate adventure from what you'll hear on the main feed featuring all of your favorite characters legs katya even Rumda. i know i know it is too good a deal perhaps the best deal in podcasting. And for that, I'm so sorry. Important people in my life came to me and said, Joe, what you're doing is too crazy. There's also, oh, these, those chats of show where you answer subscriber questions, cool art and other in-universe bonuses. Joe, you'll overwhelm them. It's too much. But I didn't, I didn't listen until it was too late. And now it's there right now. You could subscribe today and immediately have access to 15 new These Thoses, plus so much more. And I wish I could say I'm going to stop, but I can't. I know that I can't. I'm going to keep making new, hilarious, amazing episodes only available on Patreon with the whole cast, and no one, no one can stop me. But I promise you this. I'm going to sit my content-making ass down and listen. And I hope you do too. Everyone, everyone, open up!
open your eyes so we can see our eyeballs. I can't, I'm afraid. Blink, 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 blink. blink. There we go. Blink, now we at least blink, know where we blink. are. The lights come back up. Gelmire, you're no longer holding Tuscaloosa. He's broken free from your grasp. But that's not the thing that's drawing your eye, no. What's catching your eye is that Jeremy Darkpast lies dead on the floor. Jeremy spoke in class no more. Your attack on me was a distraction. You somehow turned the lights off and then struck it at our own very spy master? You Scandal, can't... no, don't give him CPR. You're killing him you, more. But look at Dr. <laughs> Thomas Dewey. Dr. Thomas Dewey is standing harmlessly to the side of the dead man. Everyone, Do- no matter what happened, the imposter has been killed. Oh, come on. Oh, come it's on. Oh, this, is okay. me, this is me, Taylor. Dr. Saying, Thomas Dewey, I am on. sorry. It's it's definitely definitely come on, come it's, on. It's time to go back. No, the imposter obviously died, killed himself because of fear that we knew, we knew he was going to find him he, out. Tuscaloosa, You're saying he killed himself in fear? Yeah. Right. Tuscaloosa makes eye contact with everyone and says, case fucking closed. Am I right, Bob? Come yeah, on. Right, we, I mean, even if it isn't Gelmeyer, we have to kill Gelmeyer. <laughs> right, but no, no, we cannot kill him. Let's at least time up. Charity, please be reasonable. Unless, why would you protect Gelma if it's obviously Gelma the imposter? Think of sweet, luminous Meredith. I always do. <laughs> I haven't met her, but she seems so nice. Tie him up. Well, let's just tie him up, dude. I can tie him up. No, no. A high-stakes paranoid situation is no time or place for love. We need to tie him up, and we probably need to kill him. No there one is damn. tying me up. Oh, yes, we are. There's more of us than there are of you, imposter. Let's vote. I vote we tie him up. Tuscaloosa raises his hand. Yeah, I, for sure. I wait to see who's winning, and then I go <laughs> for the, the winning team is to tie up Gelmire. Wait a minute. Scandal didn't vote. Scandal is still performing CPR on Jeremy. <laughs> oh, just a bloody no. mess. Just a, the ribcage is just Another destroyed. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> wait. What? Scandal might be the imposter making sure that Jeremy is dead for real. She's covered in blood. What Don't. are you talking about? That's right. It probably is her. You shut the fuck up, imposter. You shut the fuck up, imposter. Overruled. I'm so scared for the real Gelmer. I am too. <gasps> what have you... I'm t- fuck. I'm doing it again. Tuscaloosa leaps at Gelmer again and is gonna try and wrap him in. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Polo tie. Something. Tuscaloosa, <laughs> you're attacking with passion for your for your missing friend Gelmer. Make a feelings roll. Yes. Oh, just one dice. Just one dice. Success. <laughs> okay. What do you do? I restrain Gelmer. I used his momentum against him. I saw oh. you do it. <laughs> you made the, you made one mistake showing me your momentum trickery, and now I've got you held. Quick, someone get some, take some more cables from the pile that I used for our earlier rigmarole. I run over and I grab a handful of cables. I've got the cables. All right, we slant, we we cut for five or ten minutes. Gelmer is tied to a metal folding chair in the middle of the shuttlecraft. Great. There's a little room with extra chairs in the back of the shuttlecraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we've done it. I don't believe we should kill him. Let's bring him back and allow him to be we taken care of by the board. Backyard pal says we cannot come back until we have subdued, and we gotta find out if we subdued the right one. But I don't believe that we said to kill them. You're right. actually creating a harder situation for Meredith in the future because she's gonna have to watch him die instead of hearing about it. It will be unfortunate for her either way, but watching it and being somewhat complicit in it is going to be significantly worse for Meredith. I'm thinking of Meredith here because secretly I hold a candle for Meredith. <laughs> she's beautiful. Why wouldn't I? Pretty I hold a candle for many members of the ship because many of the actors on the show describe their characters as beautiful, and I get confused every time. <laughs> That's 
she is beautiful. Doctor, yes. you have any uh, 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 lab equipment or scientific instrument on you? Let me kick him in the head. I have my endoscope. And, um, oh, I also have my medical scanner for other parts of the body. I don't really- Wait a second. Often. We should have been using that. No, that won't work. And Tuscaloosa right. reaches in the garbage and pulls out a bottle of Corona that's <laughs> empty. And he smashes the bottle on the countertop. And he walks towards Gelmer with a shard of broken glass. Charity jumps in front of Gelmeyer. Don't you do it. Scandal jumps in front of Charity. No, I'm, Charity! I jump behind Dr. Thomas Dewey. He's like, this is getting dangerous. I agree. <laughs> I don't want to kill him. I don't want to kill him, but we must do some sort of test. He must, must, must be wearing some sort of disguise. We could cut it off him. Let's see what color this imposter bleeds. A small cut. Uh, we oh. all agree on a small cut. I'll agree on a small cut. That's a compromise. No, no, no. Exactly what the imposter would say. No, wait. Gummer looks at you. Do not cut me. He then leans back. <gasps> His ears <gasps> pop open. And Gross. then, and then no. uh, starting from the top of his... Uh, uh, Gilmire is dying naturally. Um, <laughs> uh, he wasn't the imposter. He took the last noble move. <laughs> starting from his top lip, his face opens up. <gasps> revealing a tiny little grabulant. <gasps> Please do not destroy my body. I have to take it back, and if I take it back and it's been destroyed, I don't get meant to pass it back anymore. What is this man saying? I'm <laughs> beginning to suspect Gelmeyer is the imposter. <laughs> well, that's that's a grabulid. Yes. My name is Ogglebody. Ogglebody? Ogglebody. Ogglebody. Checks out. Agobadi is about three inches tall with a very, very skinny gray hands, feet, and like wrinkled, wrinkled form. His head is uh, a little bit bigger than a quarter and uh, with big eyes that take up most of the head and then a tiny little thin lips. Case closed. Charity kills him. <gasps> no, please don't tell You're me. dead. She grabs You're him. You're dead. You've been killed. And squeezes. Well, no, please. I was just trying to refer to Taxavaz on it. Charity, you want to kill him? Yes. Okay, make a lasers roll. Okay, I'm a four. And I got my laser feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, no, I was just trying to refer to Taxavaz on my home planet. Uh, Charity, do you, want to, do you want to ask me a question? I'd love to ask you a question. Do you want to ask me a question here, or do you want to ask me a question out of the room? Ooh. What the fuck is happening? Why did Joe just ask you that? I think you got to go find out. Okay, I guess I'm gonna go find out. Oh my god. All right, Joe and Allie are leaving. Oh, the Easter smiles are back. Oh my god. <laughs> the spirit is. Hi, I'm Body. I'm a little guy. Uncle Body. Tax evasion on your home planet? Are you just trying to escape the home I'm planet? I'm trying to evade tax evasion on my own planet. All you do is evade, isn't it? I'm a little. You evade taxes, you evade punishment. Yeah, I build. But it ends today. It ends today. I build poops. You build pools? That's I, what eating is. I build pools. <laughs> pools? That's what, that's, what are you saying? Pools, pools. I go to private homes and build back, backyard pools. So you dig pools? I dig them, and then I pay them up, and then I put the water in. And I don't want to pay taxes on my income. God damn it. Charity grabs Uncle Body's tiny body and rips him out of the robot. I was just trying to prevent taxes on my home planet. She squeezes. No, please, please, please. Like a grape, his head pops off. <gasps> 
No! No one messes with a Chesterfield possession. Wait, no, this is terrible. All he was doing was committing tax evasion and trying to evade punishment. Wait, charity, a Chesterfield possession? Gelmeyer, a Chesterfield possession. Oh, uh. As you look, <gasps> as you look at charity, she begins to melt away. No, my best friend. She melts away as she stands there. No, Chesterfield. Before you stands a woman with rich brown hair. <gasps> tied into a messy ponytail. Oh, horrible. No bangs. I hate her. Oh, no. Gunshot sound. <laughs> Trendy pink lipstick. Oh. Jeans. Oh. Grotesque. Rumpled black shirt. Five foot three. Gross. Oh. Before you stands Claire Spider. Well, well, well. Claire Spider? You do not know me. Well, oh, I just get, well, good guess. <laughs> I was hired by the glorious Chesterfield Conglamour Glob to infiltrate your ranks and serve a highly secure document to one Meredith Chesterfield, daughter of greatness, luminous, joyful, sweet angel Meredith, a summons to this year's Chesterfield Save the Space Salmons fundraiser. Make no mistake, it is not a simple invitation. It affords no plus one. I must make my way onto the Cavalier. Gandalf's eyes are leaking uh, rivers of fluid, and she says, No! My best friend! You melted her! Kill! Kill! And she's gonna go for it. Great. Make a make a laser's roll. No, this you're 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 all feelings right now. Make a feelings roll. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Five. Scandal starts running towards Claire Spider, and she does a flip kick. <laughs> She's alive. She does a flip kick, landing um four, <laughs> landing all four hooves on your jaw, <laughs> shattering you. <laughs> Bleeding, lying prone on the floor, Claire Spider pulls out a button on a little disc and she presses the button, overriding the shuttle's controls and setting them back on course towards the Cavalier. Guy Normal is gonna rush over to Gelmeyer where he was and say, Ogglebody, no! This is terrible! Ogglebody, all you did was commit tax evasion and you needed to be returned to your home planet so that you could face justice. And that justice was gonna be that you were gonna get squeezed to death. This isn't how it was supposed to be. This isn't how it was supposed to be at all. And my ears open up <laughs> and my jaw opens up and my head opens up. And you see a tiny little grebulid piloting the human guy normal. I look around and say, hello everyone. My name is Peter Pillows. <laughs> I work for the Grebulid IRS. <laughs> I was hunting one of our own, a tax evader. We met you no harm, no harm whatsoever. But it wasn't supposed to be like this. We are we're a peaceful race of tiny little guys who who pilot little you know, little like uh, you know, little uh, versions of you. It's not supposed to be bad. We're just oh no. I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this. A glass shard of the Corona bottle flies to the air like a ninja star and lodges itself in the head of the second grab grabulon. <laughs> and blood is just like flying out of my skull. <laughs> Ow! 
Scandal! Dr. Dewey, Charity's imposter has set us on a course back to the Cavalier. If we're approaching without the imposter that's being subdued, backyard power will fire on us! And your hail. Umbre, come to a stop immediately or we will fire on you. Jeremy, this was not part of the plan. Jeremy, this is a pre-recorded message. <laughs> Fly last, backyard pile. <laughs> Played worst case scenario, Sam. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to work these controls. Somebody stop this shuttlecraft. But if we've killed all of the bad alien imposters, it should be fine. <laughs> Tuscaloosa gasps in recognition, jumps over Jeremy's body and grabs the laser rifle that Jeremy had been holding and points it at Scandal and Dr. Dewey. What is the meaning of this? What are you doing? I'm protecting myself. Protecting your The body. sensors were wrong. It wasn't just one imposter, it was three. And if it was wrong about one being three, it could be wrong about three being four or five. Well, let's all push buttons and see if things pop open or whatever, and Dr. Dewey's doing it. Nothing's happening. Give me the vaser. Hell no. Give me the vaser. Overruled. Dr. Dewey draws his saber. Right, let's, all, let's all be calm now. That's right. Now, 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 Dr. Dewey, tell me something only Dr. Dewey would know. An alert sounds on the Humphreys comms panel. The, uh, the Cavalier has a weapons lock. <gasps> Dr. Dewey, if you're Dr. Dewey, you know how to work these controls. Stop this ship right now! You know how to stop the control. I'm just in your nose and throat, Doctor! Scandal! Get me on that ship! I must get on that ship! Cruise right past it. Yeah. Fuck! Tuscaloosa shoots Scandal! <gasps> Fuck! It's <laughs> the most evil thing you can do. It what? wasn't evil! And it she is. just said I have to get on that ship! It's a, it, it's a horse. You don't have to roll the easy target. <laughs> Big target. <gasps> they even say you can hit the side of a horse. A. Perfect split. <gasps> Zipper cracks down the center of Scandal's body. She opens like the flaps of a <laughs> ham sandwich. Oh my God. And inside you see a Lindy body. <gasps> a Bababian body. Yeah. Made of Bababian lint. She wriggles out of the horse body and says again, I need to get on that ship. My name is Groundtrude, and I need to get on that ship. Finish the job, Tuscaloosa. <laughs> You're going to kill me? Yeah. Tuscaloosa looks down and sees that the Vaser only has one shot left. <laughs> <laughs> Do the right thing and turn it on yourself. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? It's an alien. It's a Bababian. Well, I'm sorry. Is your sword out of ammunition? Oh, no, no! And she starts she starts scurrying around the ship like a little rat. Uh, Tuscaloosa is using the gun the like thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tuscaloosa is using the gun like a club, trying to hit the bababian off the ceiling. Yeah, Doctor Dewey's swinging his sword around, knocking bits of lint out of the you air. You can't catch me! I'm the little leak girl. <laughs> Carly got Tim pilled. <laughs> <laughs> Can we roll to try to hit her? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, thank you. Is that a laser? Or a... That's a laser roll. Yes, I, I, I have a success with my sword swing. <gasps> you slice off an arm of lint. Owie! Okay, I try, try it again. No, I'm not going to stand still for this. And I start scurrying her out again. Oh, yeah. Well, that reads because I failed on that roll. All I wanted to do was steal the ship and sell it. Why is that such a bad thing? Fuck. You're not ruining this for me. And he swings again. <sighs> Fuck. A seven-foot-long, razor-tipped, <laughs> one of, like, the Dr. Octopus arms, like a segmented mm -hmm. metal assassination. 
leg rockets out of Tuscaloosa's mouth <laughs> and slices through the Bababian's face. And then it whips back into Tuscaloosa's body like a, like one of those hose wheels that you wind up when you're done using the hose. Hey, wait a minute. I never inspected your nasal passages. And nobody noticed. And don't you think I didn't notice that you dropped your accent many times. The real Dr. Dewey is from a small town in Bavaria. <laughs> uh, very well, and I'm from a small town in Vermont. <gasps> That's right, my name is Dr. Sugar Maple Ski Legal Weed. <laughs> DDS. And believe me, there are a lot of similarities in the mouth zone and the nose zone. They are connected, it's true. I was able to fake it just fine. Well, I guess it's just us two imposters then, on our way to getting blown up by an automated message with a lot of guns. And you're absolutely certain that you can't stop this ship at all. Tuscaloosa's skin ripples, and we see that like the skin was made up of a mesh of very advanced hexagons, each projecting a certain kind of hologram. And beneath it, we see a spake, that hybrid oh. spider snake creature. And I am from one of the uh, spake arcologies. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name is neurotypical Hussein Obama. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, neurotypical, I think we only have a couple seconds left to live. What do you say we try to get each other off before we explode? You won't survive it. <laughs> I don't intend to. <laughs> Ow! Going, Ow! Going Ooh, in. Yay! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a way to go. We cut now to the outside of the Humphrey. They actually had more time than they predicted. They both it was achieved going very slowly. Very. Slowly. They both achieved climax and had a few moments to sort of sit in that. Yeah. And then, the Cavalier charges its neutron cannons, firing torpedoes, and they connect. The Humphrey explodes. We fade to the security office of the Cavalier. Backyard Pyle sits watching the destruction on his comm screen, but he's not alone. He's there with Jeremy Darkpass? <gasps> you were right, Jeremy. God, I can't believe it worked. We got them all. Yes, it seems they were all imposters. Your idea to use a bait ship to collect all the imposters from Janice was brilliant. I'm just sad about Jeremy. Jeremy Brightfuture, who pretended to be me. Aww. His sacrifice will never be forgotten. Who? He, he was he was a cadet. Oh, he was the guy that was yes, the Yes, he ship? pretended to be me. Uh, I skimmed the brief, I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> the good news is, the ship remains secure. Good work. Yeah. Good work indeed. We fade now to a shuttlecraft landing pad on Yanis 2. There waiting is... <laughs> Ensign Gilmer Lysander. Tuscaloosa Casket Showroom. Scandal the Space Horse, Charity Mesterfield, Dr. Thomas Dewey, and Guy Normal. Jeez, it's about fucking time. God, uh, I hate waiting. Uh. Oh, I don't like waiting very much either. I, I don't mind. I have patience. I'm Dr. Dewey. 
I'm so relaxed you could pour me into a mint julep cup. I don't think I'll ever need a vacation from this vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play werewolf while we wait. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What adventure lies next amongst, oh these, those stars of space? Oh these, those stars of space stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh these, those stars of space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. With the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Space.